0: Interchangeable White ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Our essential question today, how are youth defining and deconstructing gender in 2018 and how can adults be allies to them?
1: Uh, we are so excited to have our first guest here today that is not an adult.
0: Youngest guest ever.
1: Yes, youngest guest ever. Uh, so you might win an award for that later. Yeah, We'll you see. I don't know if we're for any like, small children in the future, but I, do, yeah. I doubt they're as I highly, um, yeah. astute about the world as you are. So uh, you're waiting as you're listening to us ramble here. We have in our studio <laughs> Stella Keating, who's an eighth grader in Tacoma Yay. Public Schools. She is a Washington State representative for the Gender Cool Project, which you might have seen on social media mm-hmm. um, or the news, perhaps. Uh, she's an Instagram lover and a youth activist. She's actually the daughter of some somebody we've had on our ge- our show before.
0: Yeah, My Purple Umbrella episode 14. Yeah. So Lisa Keating, who is absolutely wonderful. And so, yeah, we're really excited. It's like a family affair. Welcome to the studio. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. We're
1: excited to be, I'm excited to be back. And mm-hmm. hopefully I think people can tell the difference in your voices, but.
2: <laughs> Why, can you not?
1: <laughs> so first of all, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the Gender Cool Project. And we'll ask you more questions about that.
2: Um, That's. Question. Um, <laughs> I got involved with the Gender Cool Project um, because of the advocacy. Du- uh, mm. Apparently, I can't speak today on this <laughs> Saturday morning. It's, it's early. Time. It's okay. Um, I got involved with it because of the advocacy work that I do here in Tacoma and in Washington State. And um, the one of the co-founders, Jen Grosshandler, um, learned about our family story and um, she asked us to be on this project, and we said yes, obviously, because you know we. we really cool to... opportunity. That's yeah, that. it's a great opportunity. So, can you
1: recap a little bit about what you do here in Tacoma? I think, Lisa, you mentioned it a little bit on our on episode fourteen, but can you yeah. kind of put that in your own words, Stella? Um,
2: what I do here in Tacoma,
1: <laughs> I do besides be on Instagram and go yes. to school and be yep.
0: awesome.
2: Yeah, all those things. Um, I in Tacoma kind of, I like to advocate for youth and uh, I work with I've been working with our amazing mayor Victoria Wooders um, about creating a youth council. Cool. Um, so that's what one big thing that I do. Another thing is that um, I started talking to some schools also um, in the last year. So um, yeah. What's uh
1: What's the youth council? What's your vision for the youth council? Um, it's
2: that's a good question. We have like a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're hoping to do is that we're ha- hoping to have like a um youth. What was the word? Symposium. Yeah, mm-hmm. a youth symposium, and then hopefully, um, it will lead to having a youth council, and then um, just having a group of kids who really are passionate about our town and who are passionate about uh politics also. Um, so you're looking for young leaders in Tacoma. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really Wait, cool. Wait, how did you get
1: into politics? Why is this an interest of yours?
2: Um, that's Were a we good question. Are going to go back into the, the <laughs> deep
1: recesses of that's history a, here?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for one, why is it anyone's favorite thing to do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so... Well, I think it's only nerds, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: But, I mean, that's all of us, so... <laughs> You're not alone here. In this room, <laughs> You're in <least>. good company. <laughs> <laughs> Says uh, the ABUS history teacher. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so, what <come> got <laughs> you into politics? And why uh, are you so I started in
2: politics in fourth grade. I um, testified in front of um, the school board, uh, the Tacoma City School Board. Or mm-hmm. think I said the right? Did I say the right? Yeah. I'm gonna ask yeah. the teacher. Yeah. Did I say the right? I didn't no. say the right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, because I used to go to Geiger Elementary, um, I um, <clears throat> the I, the first idea of it was that it was gonna be a K through eight school, mm-hmm. a K through eight Montessori school. Sadly, that's only Bryant, um, and I already was going to most likely go to Bryant, <coughs> but we were trying to m- get it so that. Um, Geiger became a K3 school plus I've been at, I was at Geiger and I still kind of am I still go there and volunteer there a lot. Um, so we were hoping that it would be a K3 school and I was hoping to to be able to just, Stay with the teachers who had gone through my entire transition mm-hmm. with me, and who really supported me whenever through mm-hmm. um, my first through third grade, because that was my hardest years for me. Mm-hmm. So um, and I transitioned when I was in fourth grade. So that's mm-hmm. by testifying in front of the school board. That's how I started.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you scared to testify in front of them?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I I decided not to um, write a speech. I just mm-hmm. decided to wing it. Oh wow. Yeah, at fourth grade. And I think I did pretty good. So, yeah. That's awesome. I know. I'm trying to think about my. I was, oh, like,
1: pretty good grade, you know, but I, I, don't I don't think in I would fourth have fourth grade, I, I was,
0: like, putting Lisa Frank stickers on stuff and, <laughs> like, reading Goosebumps. I wasn't doing awesome stuff like look, that. Look, I was, so like, cool. leading Sunday school, so it's a little yeah. bit different. <laughs> I mean, I read a lot of Goosebumps. But I wouldn't have been so testifying. Probably just some award for how much
1: Goosebumps I read. So you mentioned <laughs> that you do a lot of volunteer work here in Tacoma. Um, what does that look like? Is that through My Purple Umbrella? Is yeah. That-
2: yeah. It's mostly through My Purple Umbrella. It's also um, through the Gender Cool Project. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on another podcast, uh, too, and I was talking about the Gender Cool Project then. And um, I also, um, when we were going through the 1515 and 1552 uh, bill, which was the bathroom bill, because mm-hmm. the bathroom boogeyman is going to get you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes right now. It's great.
0: You um, can't see that on the podcast because it's a recording, but that eye roll was impressive. I
2: was Emotionally, like, I think
0: everyone felt it. Yeah, yeah. it felt yeah. It was ripples, <laughs> ripples throughout
2: the universe. Um, so I worked really closely with that. Um, my parents. I'm sorry. Um, my parents. They um, went door to door and mm-hmm. tell people don't vote for this because it's unsafe for our child and my mm-hmm. our child will now have to go into the wrong bathroom because that's not the bathroom that she identifies with and um, I, you know I've had emotionally traumatizing experiences and bullying within the bathrooms and within the boys' bathroom so for if I had to go back in there that would be it would be traumatizing mm-hmm. and unsafe for me to be in there. Mm-hmm. Because of how much I look like a girl. Mm -hmm. And my friends forget. Even after I tell them, like, five times that I'm transgender, they forget. Which, you know, for me, it's like, yes. But to go into the men's bathroom, I did that through, um, in fourth grade. Just because Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what to do right now. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I got really weird looks. But, you know, nobody was like, why are you doing that? You're a girl. You know, but, uh, you know, it was good. But. Now I go to the girls' bathroom completely comfortably, but I don't want to go back there because mm-hmm. that's not where I belong. Mm-hmm. Plus, I just want to go in there, do my thing, and get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, for
3: a little background, because this um, just if for people who may not be familiar, there in two thousand and sixteen in the legislative mm-hmm. session, there were six um, anti-trans or um, bills or what were also. Called bathroom bills mm-hmm. that were introduced, and there was one that actually made it to a floor vote and was defeated by one vote. Um, yeah,
1: that was a really close vote. That was crazy. Yeah, it was
3: extraordinarily intense for those uh-huh. of us that were mm-hmm. um, directly impacted by it. Um, and then when that bill failed, then there was um, an initiative that was introduced, and then um, that was initiative fifteen fifteen, mm-hmm. and so that was all in uh 2016 mm-hmm. and then that bill or that initiative didn't make it to the ballot mm-hmm. but they came back the following January with initiative 1552 which was the same thing yeah. um the only difference between the two initiatives was that in the first one um if a student it would make it legal for a it would have excuse me made it legal for a student if they thought they saw a transgender student in the bathroom, then they could sue the school district for up to $2,500 per incident. The second initiative actually upped that ante to $5,000. And so... How is that
0: a deterrent?
1: For first of all, like you're creating narcs, which is weird for about a weird thing that has nothing to do with anything, that's not your business, none of your business, and then then also,
0: like, I don't understand, I don't even understand how that's an effective deterrent to make things change, like, that's not, and so, like, it's just really transparent that it's Mm -hmm. discrimination, like, that's not even like it, yeah,
3: yeah, and so, right now, at the um, Massachusetts, is they had of, um, almost the identical. I don't know about the monetary um, uh, monetized bullying aspect of that mm-hmm. initiative. Yeah. I don't. I haven't read it close enough, but there that made it to the the ballot. So they're mm-hmm. actually voting on that in a few weeks, which is pretty terrifying. Um, and we have very close family I friends. Have a great
0: idea. We should have a fine for kids who are bullying other kids. <laughs>
3: That would be awesome. Sorry,
0: I interrupted you. Finish finish what you were saying. I (laughs) want to hear what you were saying. It's perfect. So, in you know,
3: when when Stella was mentioning that her parents went door to door, what we were doing, one of the ways to raise awareness and education in 2016 and 17 um, was to go canvassing. And so, and it was Tacoma was the only place that that was happening. And so um, it was. Uh, A very fascinating and kind of traumatizing experience Mm -hmm. for those because, you know, going up to a stranger's door and then when you're personally invested, whether you're, you know, whether it was someone who identified as a transgender or non-binary person or if it was a parent, like Mm -hmm. we're going door to door to ask people, hey, please don't. Vote against um, our mm-hmm. child or myself mm-hmm. and my right to live openly and safely. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a weird. It, it, it was enlightening from the conversations that I personally had as a canvassing, and then also really terrifying because you never knew. Yeah, right. When you yeah. knock on the door, and as a mm-hmm. female, yeah. it was really um, triggering mm-hmm. to go to a stranger's mm-hmm. door because. Like so much of society yeah. has conditioned us to like right. be safe. Well, and even as like even
0: as kids, like I remember in Girl Scouts, we weren't allowed to sell cookies door to door because it was and that was like a thing. it was like it's unsafe and it's like so knocking on someone's door is already intimidating. You know, it's mm-hmm. for your like for safety reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're sharing this personal piece. That I mean, I've done some right. canvassing, but it's different when you're like here's a flyer, by yeah, you know, yeah, like exactly. or checking off a box versus or here's
3: a telling door a story. Or, or you don't even talk to the person. You're right on the door and run yeah, away. yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you're campaigning for someone else. Right. right this is for a very personal. Specific yeah. things. So fortunately, um, there were enough people that didn't sign the initiative. It didn't make it. And yeah. so the laws that had already been in place for at the time, you know, I think we're now on 13 or 14 13 mm-hmm. years, that, trend, that gender identity has been protected yeah. um, and a protected class in yeah. Washington State. So fortunately, we still have those laws in place, mm-hmm. which helps us stay Yay. here. Yeah. Right. Yay. Instead of moving somewhere else. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. I don't know, across the northern border.
2: Don't yeah. really want to do that. No. <laughs> Wait. Yes, I do. Never mind.
0: <laughs>
1: so Canada- I want to ask you a little bit awesome. more about um, the Gender Cool Project. So I pulled from their website that the Gender Cool Project seeks to reach every corner of the country with positive and powerful stories about who transgender kids and their peer allies are rather than what they are. We leave the labels at the door and build understanding through storytelling about accomplishments of these remarkable young leaders. I really love that description. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think that's accurate? Is that what they do?
2: Yes, that's exactly what they do. Um... When we were – there was one – when we were uh, getting interviewed for the three uh, things um, for, like, um, the magazine and the mm-hmm. newspapers and stuff.
3: Do you want to talk about what you just did last week?
1: Yeah. Like where we were. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. actually, can I back up and say, first, how did you even – how did they find you or you find them or how did you get involved in them in the first place? Can you tell us that part of the story first and how, then what you did?
2: Yeah. Um, a lot of the, I'm sorry, clarify your question?
1: Yeah, so when did you first get involved with Gender Cool Project?
2: Okay, so last February, cool. uh, we went to New York, and uh, we were on the Megan Kelly show, Megan Kelly Today, um, and which a lot of the parents were skeptical, but it was amazing, <laughs> and she did really well, it was great, um, and so a lot of them found us. Uh, through, and we actually, gen- sorry, backing up to Megyn Kelly, Gender Cool launched on the day, and Megyn Kelly happened on the day that uh, Washington, D.C. had, uh, what's what's the word?
3: That the administration had rescinded the Title IX protections yes. for oh. um, mm-hmm. transgender students. Mm-hmm. So, so it was on the year yeah. anniversary, the launch of the campaign mm-hmm. happened on the year anniversary of that.
2: So um, that was kind of an act of protest to launch it mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. day. Um. But when we were talking about, when we were talking to um, the uh, other news companies during Chicago, um, we, the, um, Jen Grosshandler and Gary Goldstein, they had, uh, who were both the co-founders, um, they kept trying to push away, um, talking about the things that happened Mm -hmm. um in our own personal story about our transition and we they wanted to talk about specifically ourselves Mm -hmm. and who we are um so that's what they've always tried to do and that's what they've always been doing Mm -hmm. which is great and it's been you know so um it felt really good to um be able to talk about my story in such a positive way Mm -hmm. because my entire family accepts me, Mm -hmm. which, you know, sadly is not very common. Mm -hmm. So for me to talk about being completely accepted by my family is, you know, a kind of a big deal. And for Mm -hmm. me to tell my story Mm -hmm. and to come out is, you know, powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, I would say that they do really reach every corner of the country to find um, and to share our stories.
1: Cool. So, what did you do last week?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we talked to, to um, Conagra Brands, which makes. Wait, wait, wait.
3: Let's start with where we went.
2: Where'd you go? Oh yeah, we went to Chicago. Okay. That's awesome. awesome. The windy city.
0: Yeah. Nice. Was we it windy t- while you were there? Huh. Was it? Was um,
2: kind of windy. And, it's not uh, too windy. Well, not so, too bad. Okay. Not good. terrible. Yeah. Not terrible.
0: Low to moderate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Um <laughs> it was definitely very um, um what's the word? It's like not moist, but
1: like damp,
2: foggy, humid? Yes. Humid.
0: Yeah. Yes, humid. Humid. Yeah. Dug for the wind. Nice. <laughs> was it like still kind of warm there? Like hot and humid or like it, it was, was a hot, like humid. muggy?
2: Muggy okay. and okay. humid all at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um, so you're there in this muggy, humid weather.
2: That was great. And then. Super sticky. Oh, so sticky. I feel like <laughs> oh this is
1: God. going sideways real quick. And then, <laughs> and then what? And then what happened? I feel like I'm helping sooner write a narrative. That's awesome. <laughs> well, so talk happened?
2: about what we actually did. We um, were invited to Kanagra Brands, um, who makes food, mm. and um, the microwavable kind of food, and, you know.
3: Well, they, there's a largest global yeah. food producer, the so, and they're based in um, okay. Chicago yeah. and then Oklahoma. So yeah,
2: so uh, and then uh, we talked to Citibank, which was really cool, and we talked to Allstate. Which um, was and Allstate. was it on behalf
0: of the Gender Cool Project that you went to the. Okay, so these are like giant corporations. So uh-huh. you went and go talk went to talk to them about what you're working on.
2: Yeah, basically, That's and awesome. it was with all the other genderqueer cool champions and stuff. So it was super cool and super exciting. Um, and
3: what was the big like reason that we were there? I don't know. There, there was a specific day.
2: National Coming Out Day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Trick question. You know? <laughs> I was trying to get you to say that. Totally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> so what was what was awesome about speaking on those day on that day in particular?
2: Um. Nothing.
1: Nothing. There was nothing having... like
2: specifically special that like, okay. um, that like really was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Super like, it wasn't anything really like that. It kind of just felt like the day before and the day after. Okay. We just talked and people were, they emphasized like, we are talking, they're talking on National Coming Out Day and they're coming out to us on National Coming Out
1: mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. But, so but you didn't really feel like that big of a deal? No.
2: Do yeah. you
0: um yeah, this is uh, as a queer woman did you do you uh, asking this question do you um feel like every day is kind of like coming out day or that that happens multiple times mm-hmm. a year it's not just one day because I get the feeling yeah. sometimes when I come out to people I will say like like or when national coming out day happens I sometimes forget that it's happening or it's coming up because I feel like I come out to people all the time so it's like kind yeah. of like it just felt like you said it felt like the day before and the day after so it wasn't like a wasn't a big to do about coming at National Coming Out Day, but it was centered around
2: that event, right? I basically come out every single day mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and I mean, I do come out uh, kind of every day. I sarcastically say with my friends, I'm gay and like things like that. But yeah. like, you know, not in an obnoxious <laughs> way in my own opinion, but um, that's kind of different. Um, <laughs> but like, I just come out to people all the time and I. Um, you know, it didn't feel that special to me mm. to be to have it be coming out day, national mm. coming out day. It just felt like every other day. Okay. So, um, yeah.
3: So can I add? the yeah. Significance is that each of these. So these are, um, as I learned, Fortune 100 companies. Mm-hmm. Oh. So these are. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, fancy words. Well, uh, it's yeah. like yeah, top 100 a deal, yeah. publicly
0: traded companies. That's like. It's I mean, a yeah. big deal. Canagra like, is huge. And they're like, hey, some yeah. kids come yeah, yeah, yeah. talk to us. That's pretty. No, that's it's, pretty and big.
3: they've never had youth come in before yeah. as oh, guest really? speakers. That's like, awesome. The, like, the you, you didn't mention that, Stella. That's actually no, no. really cool. Okay. This is why I needed a mic. So the so the. They, each of these companies have yeah. what they call a pride network mm-hmm. and so this was done they the gender cool champions were brought out um, in uh, partnership with their pride networks because by having they you know that not only were they displaying to their Company their employees, but mm-hmm. they're customers and mm-hmm. basically the world, they're saying, listen Shareholders we too. Yeah, yeah, we value right. we mm-hmm. value all of our um, employees regardless of their gender identity or their sexual identity. We value them. And mm-hmm. these these gender cool champions are the future of where we're yeah. headed. Yeah. So the significance, like the National Coming Out Day, yeah. um, for those who don't come out yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah has it, it's a, it's a day i think that raises awareness and helps people That's that don't point. have yeah. to come out yeah. to realize oh, this is a big deal. Absolutely. Right. And also helps educate those that don't understand, Mm -hmm. like, what the experiences of either being transgender or somewhere within the queer spectrum, what that's like. So for these global companies, it was significant that they brought out and the links that they went to to welcome and Mm -hmm. um, showcase these youth.
0: Yeah. It is a logical day to choose as well because, it, like, the point you made about that for folks who don't have to come out or are not uh, adjacent to people who have to come mm-hmm. out, and you don't, um, it's a different experience. National coming out is a different experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and as you're talking, I'm just thinking about like, um, different levels of privilege we talk, we talk about on the show, right? Oh, like yeah. when you do have to do yeah. something or you don't have to do something and just the fact that you can, it doesn't even have to be on your radar, right? Versus for folks that that's every day, like a, a regular occurrence. Yeah. Uh, is there any way you remember anything that you said to them? Because I kind of want like a sneak peek of what that was since I wasn't yeah. in really those boardrooms. grooms. <laughs> you don't remember? Come on, Stella. You don't? Have, I like, mean, one I line. do remember. Like what's one of your lines that you said that you were like, yes, this is a really good line?
2: Um... I don't know, mom. I, I, I honestly do not know. Okay. Um we can come back to that if it you kind remember a blur later because it was like so much fun because <laughs> you were at, yeah. in Chicago and yeah. it was like
0: exciting as well. Yeah. Yeah, because it was also I, probably like a fun trip. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um I don't, I think you were really listening to me. Well I would say so
3: myself and the other gender cool parents, um, we were um every time that they spoke, mm-hmm. no matter if it was our own kid, like they feel like I, I just gained four other kids, yeah, which cool. is you yeah. know, pretty exceptional. That's awesome. I think what was really um, impressive is that you have five teenagers aging from 13 to 17 mm-hmm. able to sit in front of an entire room full of adults also knowing that their their talk is being um um, right. like broadcasted in other yeah. areas throughout the entire country and throughout the world. And they're told this before they go live and they're like, cool. And they're able to just talk about who they are and mm-hmm. why it matters and that, um, why it matters that they have the ability and the freedom mm-hmm. to be just like any other mm-hmm. kid their mm-hmm. age. Um, so I feel like what was really um Moving is to hear you, Stella and the other champions talk about living authentically. Because mm-hmm. I know I didn't understand what that meant at 13. No. <laughs> right? Like I, uh, you know, being an authentic, what, what is authenticity mm-hmm. when you're a teenager? And, and I feel like there's just this bigger level of a, or a
1: higher level of consciousness.
3: Oh, and I that, made
2: my dad cry.
1: Yeah. Well, you made all of us cry.
2: This is true. I did, Do
1: but, you remember what made them cry? Besides being um, proud of you in this moment and all this epicness,
2: I think it was at All State, which was our last day, and um, we all the champions agree it was our best day, and it was the third day, and of course, third time's the charm. Yes, so of course, yeah. um, and it was this time; it was the th- third time was a charm, and we did a really great job, all of us. And um, I think I. I don't know what I said to make him do that. Um, I think I just really spoke out and spoke my truth and mm-hmm. said, hey, this is me. And there's no other way that you can change that and like defy me at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure. It's all kind of a blur.
3: So the essence of what you were talking about, and this might trigger your memory, um, is about what it's possible for someone who comes from a loving family mm. when you oh, are when you yes. are embraced and back. celebrated <laughs> like what's that like for you? What are you able to do as a result of having coming from a loving that's right. family?
2: Mm. That's what I was talking about.
0: Okay, I can see how that would make your dad cry because that's like every parent's dream. Dream is to have like yeah. is to be supportive, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome.
2: Um, I think. Now of course I forgot. Oh yeah, it was about what it happens when I have a loving and supportive family. Okay, I got this. Um, so uh, I, I ta- I um, you know, one thing that does happen is that I um, I'm here on this podcast. You know, that's cool, and I get to talk to my our mayor, and I have that ability, and my parents allow me to talk to our mayor, and um, I can go to school and tell people, yeah, I'm trans. This is who I am. And I can give people the ability to bring the confidence out within themselves to say, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm just like her too. Mm -hmm. So by being able to be who I am, to be this Instagram craze, transgender, pansexual person that is loved by my parents and my family you know it's the best gift that you could ever have mm-hmm. and it's, it's the most it's the best thing ever to be able to say yeah I'm transgender and I'm loved by my family mm-hmm. but that's not the point this this is the point all of these other things the point is that who I am this this is who I am and so, yeah. And you get to be
0: who you are, right? And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I can see why that made your dad cry.
2: Yeah. We're you getting, you getting, almost I'm made, even, you almost made cry and I'm
0: not even your dad.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break and uh, we've got more questions when we get back. Awesome.
0: Hey, Hope, did you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah, it was great. Nate and I were out of town Friday and Saturday night. And then nice. on Sunday we flew back home.
0: Wait. How is that possible? We were messaging. you, and You and I were messaging each other back and forth all day. You were on a flight? <laughs> Girl, you
1: know about free messaging on Alaska flights, don't you?
0: No, I did not know about that. Maybe a certain podcast co-host could have told me.
1: I'm telling you now. It's amazing. You can chat for free with Facebook Messenger, iMessage, and WhatsApp from the flight. So like ins- in the air.
0: Wow. So instead of grading papers on the flight, I could be chatting with my IWL BFF for free?
1: Yes, it's truly magical.
0: This changes Everything.
1: It really does. We can do all kinds of podcasting notes. We can do, have a little Seriously. chat about our next Pinterest For episode. Free. Yeah. So to book your next trip and send messages from the sky. Visit AlaskaAir.com. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. And we're back. We're back. So um, Yay. in that vein of what we just kind of left off with, I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you think your um, greatest accomplishment has been as a young activist. Like you define yourself that way. What's so. like peak
0: activist awesomeness for you? I don't know. Okay.
2: Um, I think the best thing that I've ever done as an activist was probably just being me and just coming out and sharing my story. Cool. I think that's the best thing that I have ever done. And, luckily, I get to do that. Yeah. See? It's a very stop, insightful stop. An-
0: answer. Yeah, and
2: I think that's the best thing I've ever done. Even though I've done it, like, a hundred times, maybe, or less, or more, or whatever. You know, every time I do it, it's the best thing that I've ever done to advocate, one, for myself, mm-hmm. and for others.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it's to say, again... Um, I'm sorry. I keep getting distracted by this reflective red drum set. Oh that is yeah, right there's there. a drum set
0: in this room, and it is really pretty. It's, it's like really pretty. Sh- and, yeah. I'm, yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm so shiny. fascinated by it.
2: <laughs> shiny things. My my old so- social studies teacher. She was like, stop getting distracted by shiny things. And I was like, I'm sorry. They're so they're cool. So part of life. It's, it's um, totally fine. Yeah. But I think um, that. Like I said, it's just the best thing that I've ever done is to come Mm. out every single day Mm -hmm. or every, like, once a week or um, um, once every two weeks Mm -hmm. or no matter how often I do it. You know, it's always going to be the most um, heartfelt thing that I'm going to do. Mm. That's awesome. That's really cool.
0: We also, so you've had a lot of great accomplishments, I mean, that are just, like, things that you've done. Um, and I honestly forgot most of them. Yeah, well, and that's fine because, I mean, our memories are like, the what's the stuff that matters? It's that you, like you just said, you're authentic and you're yourself every day. And that's like your biggest your biggest accomplishment. I love mm-hmm. that answer. Like, I'm just like kind of, I'm like swimming in it right now. It's like so good. Um, so in the same kind of idea, like what has been your greatest challenge as an activist? Like, what's the thing that you feel like um, personally challenging or I would say professionally challenging because you are like doing this as your heart's committed to it, so like it's like your job, right? Um, and it's your heart's work. So, like, what's been really challenging for you as an activist?
2: Well, for one, it's actually really hard to be an activist, and I'm sure you both understand that.
0: But our audience doesn't necessarily
1: understand that. So, why is it hard to be an activist? Do you uh, yeah.
2: Why is it hard? I see the teacher in you. I see the teacher <laughs> in <laughs> of you. Why do yeah. you think it's hard? <laughs> um, okay. The hardest thing I think really is sometimes can be the retaliation that I get mm-hmm. from others. That they're like, no, you can't possibly be this way. Like, that's, you know, like, God says this. Or, you know, something says this. Mm. Or I say this. Or I was told this by my family. Mm. You know, Mm. that's the hardest thing to be told, that I can't be me. Mm. And going back to when we were talking to the 1515 and 1552, I was basically told, you can't be you. Mm -hmm. Which... I've had nightmares before, mm-hmm. where somehow this administration has already gone downhill, but like it's flat, it's a cliff, and it just goes down. And then I can no longer be me. And in order for to ensure my own safety, I can't be Stella. I have to be the person who I'm not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's. I think having those thoughts mm-hmm. and hearing the honestly hearing the news too is also really mm-hmm. difficult. Um, I think that's the hardest thing of being an activist so um, and I've had a couple of incidents of people talking inappropriately about me when mm -hmm. I'm not there too Um, and then not even being able to hearing different stories from every single person that heard it Mm -hmm. you know hearing different stories it's. It's so difficult and really hard. You so. want to be able to
0: defend yourself. And if people are being rude or petty behind your back and saying things that are hurtful or dehumanizing to you, you can't defend yourself or protect mm-hmm. yourself. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm sure that's really stressful. Do you have an example of when, like, you were talking to somebody who at first was,
1: like, like, um, like being annoying or not really ignorant. listening? Ignorant. And then, like, as you, start, as you continue to talk to them, they, like, started to change?
2: Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there mm. when I was on the Megyn Kelly show or mm. um, at Conagra B- Brands uh, City and Allstate. I'm By sure the there way, she so says many.
1: that so casually. Yeah. Like, whatever, no big, when no I was just on the it's show fine. over there. It's fine. Like when, it's,
0: when I was on TV and then totally when I was fine. talking to some big companies and yeah. it's fine. It's fine. You know like, like, that one time Beyonce? That one time I was interviewed in the New York
3: Times? Like, I don't know. It was no big deal. It's
2: actually really funny that my friends are like, oh my gosh, you're so famous. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> I don't want to tell. You my should self- like sign
1: things now and then sell them later. Oh yeah, definitely.
2: Wait, right? <laughs> <The university laughs> you know, for one, I refuse to let it get to my head. Mm-hmm. Like, um, okay, I was on the Megyn Kelly show, and I was at Conagra Brand, Citibank, and you know, Allstate. But whatever. I think
3: part of that is that your daily life hasn't changed. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Right? Nothing about your you're daily life. I still got life. chores. Yeah. Right? right? Oh, I gotta got to practice violin and clean work? the bathroom. That's lame sauce. Still,
0: yeah. um, you're still, like, grounded in your regular life. And so it, like, those grounded, things are exciting. <laughs> those things are exciting, but it's also, like, your day-to-day isn't – you're not on and Kelly every day. You're, like, doing – you're living your life as a normal person every day. Well, the
2: other thing, too, is that I had to keep the Megyn Kelly thing a secret until the oh. day before. Oh, brutal. But, you know, it wasn't that actually brutal. It kind of, <laughs> I just forgot about it, basically. And then it became, like, February, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to be fun. But, yeah. like, you know, I forgot all about it. Sure. And so I just was like, it, it, it held no significance for me. Yeah. And I mean, it did. It totally did. And it holds a huge <laughs> significance. I'm sorry. Mom gave if, me if like.
3: Jen and Gera were sitting right here. Y- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can don't. we have the shame bell on Stella right now? Oh, do it. Mom can pull the shame bell. Too. I'm not going to do so it, but you can ring like, it. Go ahead.
1: Oh. I've been waiting for someone to ring it. I thought we were going to ring it on like yeah, some, ring some it. ignorant yeah. person talking to yeah. you. That's fine. She's too. sitting people. very sheepishly right now. I feel <laughs> <laughs> successful.
2: <laughs> want to so talk So, can we right?
1: ask you some, um, like, other questions too, about <laughs> like complicated like some of the ones we um, I was kind of throwing around with your mom there around like just what it's like in this day and age in terms of what you because ex- it's our big questions around like gender and like support um, like how do you experience sexism in the world like do you see that happening in your schools and the work that you're doing with Gender Cool how are you fighting those things do you mind um, talking about that a little bit
2: yeah sure <laughs> um, I found it last year um, nothing within the Gender Cool project actually. Nope, there has been a couple of things. Um, there has been incidents where some of the champions um, have found themselves on these in, these websites or pages on mm-hmm. Instagram or Facebook, maybe, too. And it's, like, you know, really hot trans girls and things like that, mm-hmm. which is extremely inappropriate for mm-hmm. that to happen. And some of them, like, Jazz Jennings has been on and some other people. mm mm-hmm. um, you know that's one thing that we've definitely like mm. we've had to face, and I was on one too. Which when she told me that I was like, I do not have that kind of confidence in myself. <laughs> I do not. How can that be possible? Mm. Um, and then it's also a big problem,
1: right? Because like yeah. they're fetishizing you, sort of like whoever's right. doing really that. It's really creepy. It's yeah. like the objectification already that exists for women, and then like this extra weird level of it. for for teens
0: and like like, it's yeah that's really inappropriate and trans girls yeah
2: yeah yeah so that was
0: the only reason i I, I laughed a moment ago because i was like really uncomfortable but i was thinking about also like like it's almost not about like whether or not you have the confidence to be to be like for someone to be to see you as like sexualized or like sexy Mm -hmm. it's like whether you like um that's not your choice, right? You didn't, you weren't, didn't put yourself there, right? And that's, it's kind of about like this idea of like consent and like um, permission, right? Like you didn't give it, right? Mm -hmm. That's not, and I I laughed not out of like, I'm not even, didn't even think that was funny. I was just thinking that's like really, that's uncomfortable. Right, it's absurd. Yeah, Yeah, it's just so absurd that it's like, like, ah, what? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm really sorry that happened to you. All of you, that's really stressful, especially since like women are in, young women in particular are objectified so much, like, that's a whole other layer of just, like, creepiness that... Mm. I'm sorry you have to deal with that.
2: Yeah. Um And another thing, too, is, like... Another thing that happened was that somebody talked inappropriately in front of a group of people, mm. talked really inappropriately behind my back about my body mm. and how I wasn't supposed to be who I am. Mm. Um And... um there was a lot of issues with that. And this person um, also has two younger.
3: Some of that we need to oh, keep yeah. confidential.
2: I forgot. Mm-hmm. That's
1: okay. Let's keep that out. Um, no, I I appreciate you sharing yeah. uh, what you have so far. And we got to, I always got to keep that stuff in mind too. Yeah. And, um, well, you know,
0: and anything that has to do with, um, with like people talking about your body is so frustrating, right? Like, um, so, and you, adults deal with that too, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I
3: would say, in terms of um the most mm, the most significant issues that I feel like Stella has dealt with and that our family has pushed back on is her having to justify mm-hmm. her feminine identity, mm-hmm. and that we there's in society such a narrow definition mm-hmm. of what female is yeah. and so when you have then you add you know middle schoolers <laughs> into the mix right. who are like, developmentally trying to figure out themselves mm-hmm. for the most part, but then they have these really concrete ideas of what, um, you know, what it means mm. to be mm. feminine, what it means to be masculine. Right. And almost always it's a really unhealthy, toxic right. yeah. 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 level of of both. Yeah. And that's all fueled by hyper-masculinity.
0: Yeah.
3: And so a lot of the kids that...
0: The, and also, the, binary thinking about gender. Absolutely. It's very entrenched yeah. when you're. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the thing and, that
3: I feel that um, is it really challenging for um, some of Stella's peers are cisgender male peers. Mm-hmm. Because what does that mean about her? Or what does that mean about
1: them? Yeah, because mm-hmm. somehow people always mm-hmm. turn it back to themselves, yeah. even though it's not about them. Yeah.
2: And, you know, going back to like having that narrow definition of what being feminine or being a girl means um you know i had it it felt it feels like i have to do that for others but then i also have to do it for myself Mm -hmm. to convince myself you know it's okay that i am me you know and it's hard for the world to tell me um that i can't be this way that i can't be who i am Mm -hmm. but of course for every Uh, One negative thing, there's a hundred positives. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point. That's awesome. Even that question about, like, what does it mean to be a woman or feminine? um, I feel like that's such a complicated question anyway, because everybody has a different definition. So you're like,
0: Like, but then we have these stereotypes
1: about it, right, in society, which we're talking about breaking, you know? So, like, does it mean you lift 250 pounds? Sure. Great. More power to you, right? Does it mean you wear certain clothes? Does it mean you walk a certain way? Does it mean you like certain things? Yeah.
0: I feel like I I think about that literally every day. And I just turned 32. I've been around the, I've been around for a little while. And like I still think about that as an adult female per identifying person every day. I think about like what does it mean to be, you know, feminine or like what degree of femininity am I portraying today or, or wearing, I well, guess. Well yeah, and you you know? you've had
2: how uh, how old are you? 32. 32. Yeah. you 32 had 30, years. 32 years to figure yeah. out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I've only had 4. Mm-hmm. I only and trans women have a much lower amount to figure out how they should identify, how they can identify themselves and still feel comfortable within their own body. Mm. And so, I mean, sadly, you guys are, are extremely lucky because mm-hmm. you've had a lot so, of time. You've had a lot yeah. of time to figure yourself right, out. Yeah. yeah. So I may have always known, like, that I'm a girl, but I didn't identify as that before I was nine. Mm. So, um Yeah.
1: So it's, what do you think it means to be a girl, then, in your mind? Like, where are you at right That with that now?
2: Um, I think it means just who you are as an identify as you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as yourself. And I like to use um, trans-feminine mm-hmm. a lot, too, okay. to kind of just, like like—it's where I fit in yeah. and how I'm going to identify myself, but I'm not going to be, like, super, like— not like trans not like you know the term trans masculine, mm-hmm. I guess like trans feminine, like super feminine, like all pink, all like, mm-hmm. you know, perfect and perfect or whatever. Um, so I think that that that's where I am right now. and mm-hmm. also to make myself comfortable, I use um kind of like behind the scenes just for myself. I use they them pronouns mm-hmm. to make me feel self make myself feel like I can. Just be everywhere that I want to be mm. and still use the pronouns that I want to identify with. Mm. Like, um, and you know, there are some things that I guess would be considered for the boys or whatever. Uh, like, I really like, enjoy Nerf guns. Mm. And um, oh
1: my gosh, they're so fun. We Nerf have these Nerf guns, so guns in our so house. They're so fun. And one of my favorite things to do is like hide behind a corner just and sneak wait up for Nate. And
0: get him. <laughs> That's, That's so awesome. Shoot him.
1: Yeah. Stella's pretty good. You should borrow Stella sometime. That's I have some awesome. really great do guns you? too. I have, I have, I, we have the ones a huge with the really crossbow. fat um, you um, bullets. I have a giant crossbow too. Don't don't
2: crossbow. One of them makes
1: whistles when oh, the yeah. oh yeah, crazy. It's, one, it's, the, it's
2: one with the thick things. They're so discs.
0: They
1: hurt so oh, bad. God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it so oh my gosh. Do
0: you, um, <laughs> do you remember in the nineties? I don't. I don't think they make them anymore. Super Soakers. Do you remember Super Soakers? Oh, they totally make them. Really? Because they were gone for a while. Because I guess the company like went bankrupt. But they must be back because Super Soakers are the summer equivalent of. Nerf guns, oh, yeah. They are when I was fun. much younger, they were so fun. Awesome. But I feel like yeah. you put it,
1: hot water in there and just like spray. I mean. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you do a lot of you stuff in the what winter you
0: hot water boiling yeah. water sure <laughs> boiling water your gun like melts <laughs> <scalded> apart pulse <laughs> you scald you. that's breath. horrible um, no, don't do that terrible. don't do that I'm yeah. warning you don't do that please <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to the teachers right no. now we're we're so I just weird for the first time we're ever, like, ever do not listen to the there. teachers yeah, we're like... <laughs> we're weirdos don't take our advice that's really funny Nerf pins are fun I have like
1: so many other questions I know I'm trying to think about where. which direction you want to go do you have one that's burning right now well
0: I like no I just am like really I'm just so Soaking it all in, I feel like a sponge. Today. Soaking it in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's yeah, super super <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, that's super a soaking it in. Oh god, yeah. That's the
1: worst. <laughs> oh man, so um, funny. So I heard bad. you had strong opinions about Kavanaugh, and I don't know if I should open that up or not. But uh, that's a, it's sounds a like reason. a can of worms there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, hope um,
0: um, Yeah, I. Do you want to chime in about that political moment we're
1: in right
3: now? Remember, this is a family show,
0: Stella. Yeah, mm. it's. <laughs> so I get the feeling from your um, face that you've been following the news.
2: It about- just. A- just a lot. Yeah. Just, just a lot. How do you
0: feel about
1: it? You glad he's a Supreme Court justice now?
2: All <laughs> right. So there's right two doors out there, and I'm just going to leave. I walked through both See you later.
1: <laughs> well, if you were, like, going to give us a little synopsis, like a, a tweet reaction, what would you say about...
2: I want to scream, but I yeah. don't think I should just because anybody has earbuds in and they're listening to this... So I'm not going to do that.
1: You can ring the shame bell, though. You, wanna you want to ring the shame bell?
2: You can ring it. Yeah. Get it. Get it. I want to do it really hard, though. Yeah, go for it. Okay. it's okay. It away from the
1: mic. Right. Doug's
2: ready. There you go. Yeah, for shame. shame. Shame bell. Shame bell. Huge shame bell. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, one really... Traumatizing show to watch is Samantha Bee. She's amazing. Oh yeah, but we watched. Yeah. Um, she
0: tells the truth though, which she is, has,
2: yeah. which is great. Yeah. We watched it last night, and we watched. We were watching like the last segment that was on YouTube, and because we can't, we don't have like cable TV or whatever, or whatever you would use to watch. Sure, yeah, her life.
3: says the child grown up and struggle. Right? Oh, come yeah. on, I don't I'm even Lisa know how I you watch right it. It's all streaming. I don't, don't have I, I don't,
2: don't have cable
0: either. Same thing. That's yeah. great. I love um, the generational. Change. I just got my friend's <laughs> Hulu password. I'm psyched. So, oh my God.
2: Yeah. yeah. I feel you. But um, I, um, <clears throat> I, 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 um, she, on the last segment that was on the YouTube, on a YouTube channel, um, I, they were, went to this Cowboys game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they talked to people and asked people if they were voting in the midterms. Um, and when there was that one woman uh, who, this was a white woman, by the way, mm-hmm. and it, it seemed pretty clear that she was a woman. Um, as far as I know, um, so she said, no, I don't believe Dr. Ford. Which I was like, oh,
3: it was hard. And also said that she was a paid protester.
2: Oh.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was paid to testify.
2: This news cycle, I'm surprised I haven't paid. had a stroke. <laughs> 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 because of how stressful it is. Oh my gosh. But so to watch that was like... Oh, my God. And then there was this one person, one person who was a black man, Mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, I vote every single chance that I can get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there was this other white dude who was like, uh... What about Brett Kavanaugh? What about Dr. Ford? What about... He just didn't know anything. He also
3: didn't know what the Me Too movement was. Oh, oh wow. Man. Oh,
2: yeah. And, and far, ben, How far ben, did ben you have ben your head, head in the
0: sand to not know about that? Yeah. He
2: actually, he did know Ted Cruz and he didn't, I think he didn't like him. <laughs> mm. So... Ted Cruz is not very likable.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> and I mean, this is just the point
1: about like privilege, right? And the kinds of things that we get to choose, who gets to choose, when we pay attention yeah. to things and when we don't pay attention to things. And yeah, I mean, I, I've heard friends who are like, well, I can't pay attention to all the new stuff because it's like sober woman. And I certainly am, like, there's some stuff where I'm, like, it's on, like, the surface level. I'm, like, I've seen the headline. I understand that it exists. I don't have the, like, emotional capacity to Mm -hmm. dig into that issue, right? But I trust, like, another friend who maybe is and can, Mm -hmm. you know, when I want to talk about that or, like, I can learn from them about those issues. But there's a lot of stuff that's – but that doesn't mean you have to be ignorant about everything. And there's also um, this choice that's there, right, versus people who are in those moments. That's not their choice when, like, it's your daily life, right? Like, we're talking about here. or Right really affects you yeah. um, whether that's me too stuff or whatever the case may yeah, be I exactly, think about yeah. um, the Dakota pipeline yeah. issue right and mm-hmm. like that, if you're that's your daily life and that's it it impacts that what well, you don't have the choice to not to have not an opinion about, about it. it right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think or, that like, breaks, brings
3: it back to the the the, the challenges and difficulties of, of mm-hmm. activism it, it just as a whole yeah. whatever your whatever you're fighting for mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. like we became accidental activists oh yeah Right. We didn't do I, I didn't wake up yeah. one, one day and day go like, That's right now. I'm, gonna me, <laughs> I'm gonna get me a poster. Yeah I'm gonna go <laughs> march in the streets. Like yeah. that wasn't it was out of a literal need yeah. to protect mm-hmm. and or change something that was right. directly impacting me and or my family and mm-hmm. so that's i think the challenge with activism is that it is often so closely tied to one's experience yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then watching the news is just re-traumatizing and or yeah. um affirming again and again yeah. how how monumental it is the f- how hard it is to make these changes yeah. that we're asking to make, <laughs> yeah. whether it's about deconstructing racism, whether right. it's about deconstructing gender and f- yeah. and and feminism or anti-feminism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, these are things that if they I, are something that we all identify within mm-hmm. and or are yeah. it, um, immediately impacted by. I, I don't I don't know. People tell me, well, you just need to take a break. I don't really know how to do that when yeah. it's part of my daily existence. life, yeah. and yeah. when it's
2: everywhere that I yeah. look, yeah. you can't avoid it, right? Yeah. And um, I follow on Instagram um, every town gun, every town um, for gun safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get their texts. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I follow them, which for one is like they follow the Brett Kavanaugh thing quite closely. Mm. Um, for one, because he was, you know, for, like, the NRA and guns and whatever. But also, you know, the other thing of, like, that, of Dr. Ford, too. And so, I think it's really important that, that something like that follows closely, not for just what they stand for, but because of, because, like, not for what, they specifically work and do, Mm -hmm. but I think just in general, the things that happen. Mm. um, And I I was really happy with them that they were like, yeah, this is not cool. Yeah. Like, we don't want this. It's really interesting to
0: see like activist groups when they cross over into other issues because every town for Gun Safety, they are talking about other things, right? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of reminds you too of like as an activist, like how many how many issues are you working on or how many things do you care about? And like, how do you take care of yourself when you're doing that? Right. Like, um, even, even thinking about like the broader kind of circle of the news where like the Anita, Anita Hill hearings, I was a little bit too young to remember that as it Mm -hmm. happened, but, um, talking, I think it was John Oliver talking about how they use the exact same branding and marketing about our time is up right in night in the nineties, early nineties. Right. And like, they did the same thing in the early '80s, right? Like time is up, time is up, like for violence against women, and time is up for like um, sexism, and time and is up. But, it's, but time isn't up; like it's still <laughs> happening. Like the times, no, things haven't changed. Yeah. So it's yeah. the, which is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. frustrating
2: for twenty years. Nothing has changed, really. It feel, I mean, things have changed, yeah. but like but it feels it feels like, it, doesn't. Yeah. it feels like nothing has changed because we're using. This, like, we're still using time is up. Yeah. And and the progress is slow. Right. Well, and I
3: think it's when you have sensational stories like the Kavanaugh hearings, Mm -hmm. it is really difficult to look back at from what has changed. Tangibly changed mm-hmm. from Anita Hill when she testified, right? Yeah. From the Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas hearings. Honestly, there has been a lot that has moved, right? The needle mm-hmm. has shifted. Yeah. The power dynamics have shifted in a lot of ways, but that, like everything, mm-hmm. starts at a grassroots level, right? Right? It starts not like. Our federal government is mm-hmm. the last piece to right. ever move. It's
1: still not, yeah. and yeah.
3: that's where we focus so much attention on, and all news cycles focus mostly on a federal level, yeah. and so it's difficult to feel and or see the actual mm-hmm. change that takes place. Yeah, because Stella's sitting here. Right. Yeah. yeah right she's on a podcast openly saying hey i'm trans i'm yeah. pan i'm uh, you know yeah, i'm here yeah. unapologetically yeah. so that wouldn't have happened it's it's in the true. same level so there is progress and that's where the self care i think comes in mm-hmm. and sometimes just like if i <laughs> if i get on my twitter and i see some news <laughs> yeah. i'm like okay yeah. I can't I, I don't have it right now yeah. i can tur- i can put it down yeah. i can walk away i can come back yeah. and then i remind myself What has changed? Where are we at? What do we have to be grateful for? There is a lot to be grateful for, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to plug Gender Cool again because that's the platform, right? right? Like we're telling positive stories about, hey – we're pretty awesome young people, or not. I used to be, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I mean, I don't you're know. Still I think awesome. you're okay. I mean, well, yeah,
3: <laughs> but I'm not a young person.
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah. right? So, yeah. talking about yeah. who,
3: you know, celebrating, not just talking mm-hmm. about, but celebrating people like Stella. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I was, because um, today, um, or yesterday, my friends were sleeping over. And so, you know, I was like waiting for them to wake up. And um, so I, my mom had already been out of the bed, so I was laying next to my dad. And um, he was on Facebook, and I was just kind of leaning over looking at his Facebook. Um, because my phone wasn't uh, he put this thing on my phone, uh, where I can't have it until on the weekends, I can't have it until eight o'clock. Yeah, well, that
0: um, hurts. that's awesome. I love that. I'm sorry, sorry <sighs> for dies. you, not that sorry because that's awesome.
2: <laughs> um, but he, I was, like, looking over and I was like, I'm sorry that I'm looking at your Facebook feed. And he was like, oh, you're fine. And so he kept looking and then he exited and then he went to Twitter and he was like, and then he looked over at me and he was like, I'm going on Twitter. they're like, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, And I'm not on Twitter, Thankfully. Um, that's, a, so, that's a deep, dark hole to go down sometimes. I you gotta, you gotta, temp- I temper
0: Twitter. my Twitter. What I mean by that is that I put, I put fluffy, happy things in between the serious stuff. So I have, like, I follow this, um, in this account called Bodega Cats, which is, like, Bodegas are, like, um, little grocery stores, and they're mostly on the East Coast, but um, they have, a lot of them have cats, and so it's just pictures of cats in grocery stores. Um, and they're also, like, I follow, oh, don't even worry, I'm really into Riverdale right now, so I follow the Riverdale oh account on that's Twitter. i just shaking my And so head then, I get, then I get, then I get, like I get like shirtless pictures of Cole Sprouse, but then I also get like the serious news about like what's going with Kavanaugh hearings, what's happening with this um, guy who was assassinated in Saudi Arabia or whatever. So I get like the I get the important stuff mixed in with the fluff, and that that makes it a little bit easier to deal with, which yeah. is like self care, right? I mean, you got to mix you mix yeah. all the fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, totally the totally self care. Yeah.
1: So I want to ask you if you were to um, like pinpoint some things that adults can do better um, to yeah. support trans youth or non conforming uh, youth. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that would be? And, yeah, and maybe you do? can think about, like, in school. Like, how would mm-hmm. you like to see it in schools? But then also, like, in society as a whole.
2: So no offense to you guys. Oh, no. But never. Um, just shut up and let the youth talk. <laughs> really, I think that's my main idea of yeah. just, like, let the youth talk. Because the youth have a lot more ideas mm-hmm. And I think the other thing, too, of what exactly is my mom, that my mom is doing is educate the youth, mm-hmm. too. And this goes for, like, you guys as mm-hmm. teachers. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really, and I'm, I know you guys already do that, but, like, educate the youth. So um, I think that's my big message for you guys and so for l- shut up and
0: listen and also keep on trying to be good advocates and educators.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's great advice. I like that a lot. That's awesome. Uh, To the more fluffy segment. Yeah.
1: Guilty favesies. Guilty favesies.
0: Interchangeable. White ladies.
1: So in this segment, uh, we talk about things that we feel um, a little bit of guilt for, because mm-hmm. we know maybe it's like not good for society or ourselves or whatever, but at the same time, it's a favorite thing. And so some people might call it
0: a vice, but it's not that dramatic. Yeah, So true. guilty favesies. Annie, why don't you start for this us off? As, okay. So usually my uh, there's a pattern in my guilty favesies, which is that it's usually something I enjoy. It's like a convenience product that's bad for the environment. This one, I'm going to just mix it up a little bit. Um it's anti
1: veganism, though. It I is anti vegan. Like. That's
0: like. why. So I'm a vegan, and so this is a little bit problematic. But seeing exotic animals up close is uh, something I enjoy doing, but I also feel extremely guilty about because they're in captivity. So, like, Last weekend I went to a parrot expo and what? I know exactly. Didn't know that was a thing. It I is. Did not either. Love it. Parrot people are a thing. Also, well, uh, people who are really so into parrots. Um, it was incredibly interesting. Um, but it was a Seattle parrot expo, but it was in Auburn, which tells you something what? about how well attended it is. But um, it's a very small group of very dedicated parrot owners. And but I got to see like, <laughs> but I got to see. I'm sorry. No. 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 Parrot owners won't tell you that they're parrot owners. <laughs> they will say that they're parrot caretakers. Um, what? And so wow. I got to see. Yeah, because they are. Living creatures with personalities and lives, the internal emotional lives that are very complex, and so um, I got. Do you huh, also believe in like the animal
1: whispers, like the people who call and do like um, psych therapy with I animals on the phone?
0: Don't, although that is really fascinating. I'd like to know more about it. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, but I That's got to. Thing. I got to meet some parrots that were like. I mean, some parrots that were. 40 year old parrots that are like huge and beautiful birds and they live with humans. And it was just really interesting and they're very tame and very sweet and they talk. And I was just like, this is like such a weird experience. And as a vegan, it felt really yucky. Cause I was like, these animals are like wild animals. They should be able to fly in the jungle. Like, why are they here? And then I was also like, Really cool bird that can talk to me and is pretty. So like I have this weird like internal problem. I have not gone to a zoo in a really long time for this very mm. reason, which is that I would get really into it and I'd be like, "The zoo is so cool!" But like, I, I still like the aquarium. So that's my guilty. One fantasy. thing
2: that I do appreciate though is I in Costa Rica I went to this one place. Um, oh yeah, I've been to Costa Rica too. It that's awesome. Beautiful. Um, so I went to um, Costa Rica. Wasn't for gender cool, by the way. I, I'm not. I just went to Costa Rica. Um <laughs> That's but awesome. I we went to this like I it was kind of a zoo ish. okay, but it was they t- they took care of her animals. Oh yeah, so it's like animal right a rescue. rehabilitation
0: rescue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and yeah. I
2: also like Northwest Track too because they <clears throat> yeah. also
0: rehabilitate the animals.
2: Yeah, and you know, whenever they're fully healthy, they set them off. Or they keep them there because they can't heal again and they take care of them just like mm-hmm. any other animal.
0: See, and that's much better for, like, as a uh, vegan, right, is, like, better for my heart is, like, the animal rescues. And I should do more of that. It's mm-hmm. less of the, like, spectating of animals because I, there's a pig um, a pig sanctuary <laughs> it's in Stanwood. Spiraling out of good Look, <laughs> oh, like, you guys, <laughs> a pig, pig sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I so, so I'm on. Um, That's my guilty phasey I'm done now. Okay. Oh. With my turn. Uh, Lisa, do you have your <laughs> guilty phasey?
3: I'm just kind of blown away right now. <laughs> and, and, I have like complex feelings, and and now everything in my head all it has to do with like animals in captivity, mm-hmm. which is not a guilty phase of mine. No. Um, God. I kind of feel like Facebook right now is a guilty faze. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or Twitter? No, Facebook. Like I, I there's a lot of things. I feel conflicted. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really powerful things that um, come from the platform, and mm-hmm. then at the same time, I'm like oh my gosh, am I helping the Russians take over our democracy? <laughs> like, I really feel yeah. guilty about, like, I'm... That's I'm, real. Yeah, yeah, it's for real. I don't know. I feel like, yeah. We
0: so have some I'm scary stories
2: that. about the Russians listening to us. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's some weird stuff. Okay. Do you
0: have yours yet? Instagram. Okay, why? Why guilty? Why Favesy?
2: Um, guilty because I'm just going into the void of the Matrix. Um phasey because I love it and I can't take myself away from it. So yeah. Oh my God,
1: quick. So I, if you haven't noticed, wear glasses. And I think guilty phases are like pretty glass frames, so mm-hmm. I'm not as crazy as some people um, because I try to control myself. But it is true that I have like five different frames at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't wear all of them because like they're old prescriptions, but I can't bear to throw them away because yeah. they match different outfits. There's and i kind of think that's yeah. yeah. And then you'd especially... rather have a headache
2: than, than not look awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. So you could
2: take them in and get your prescription updated. I
1: could, that. yeah. But then that I can just buy more frames in a current mm-hmm. prescription, yeah. and so then I would have more frames. Okay, to match. No. Different this is like a problem. Yeah. Do you ever go with Zenni? So, no, but definitely oh, no. Uh, I've been converted to Warby Parker, yeah. but I try to control it and just yeah. do like maybe one Temporary a year maybe. Self, so. yeah. It anyway, sounds yeah. like
2: my grandma's has got Yeah. She She wears glasses and she had like four pairs. That's yeah. awesome, and yeah. For every outfit, time I see her, she's yeah. wearing like a different pair. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you change your oh, you change your glasses again. Oh, yeah. oh, here's a new pair of glasses. It's a style yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So it's a, like
0: earrings, it's an that wearing shoes. A, yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I started
2: wearing contacts recently, but <laughs> yeah,
0: that's hard. I just though. like so I con- glasses to contacts is hard.
2: I like contacts though a little bit better because like I feel like with the glasses on, you can't see my eyes as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and your beautiful eyes.
2: Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. So,
0: All right, final segment. Do your fudging homework.
1: Interchangeable white
0: right, ladies. Uh-oh. So, Annie, what is your homework that you're going to assign people today? <laughs> well, my homework is for educators and parents: see what support is available in your school for LGBTQ plus youth, and see what you can do to promote it, or improve it, or help it, or. Um, sometimes that comes through like uh, PTA type channels or like um, just connecting with your principal in your neighborhood school. But um, just see how you can be supportive of LGBTQ plus youth in our community. Um, there are some great things like My Purple Umbrella that are already happening in um, in the schools. And how can you help um, promote programs that support our kids? Spoiler alert, that's my mom's
2: program. Yeah. Yep, and so it my is.
1: homework is go back and listen to episode 14 where we interviewed Lisa and talked about My Purple Umbrella a lot and the work happening here. And then also, I want to promo, we didn't even get to, but your book club that you started, the <gasps> Queerest Book Club yeah. Ever. And it is on Facebook. You can follow there and find out what books are up. So I don't know if you want to assign that yeah. homework to join your book club.
2: I have two pieces of homework, actually. Great, get it. Um, so first is the book club. Um, the, next book cl- the next book is going to be Two Boys Kissing by... Um, David Levithan, I believe that's his name. Oh, he's name. a great
0: author. Yeah,
2: he's also written um, another book, uh, Will Grayson, mm-hmm. Will Grayson*, with John Green, which I have not read, but my oh. friend is currently reading, and cool. it's supposed to be really funny. Um, and another book that I would, I have three homeworks now. Another okay. book that I would read is, um, oh gosh, um, Handsome Girl and Her Beautiful so Boy, nice. which you can get at King's Books, cool. and uh, I love King's Books. And my third homework is for adults out there, and this goes for the three adults that are in this room, uh, four, because yeah, Doug is the other ten, Doug. Doug. here, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, um, just shut up and listen to the youth voices and educate the youth. So, those are my three pieces of homework. You guys are welcome. Awesome, Thanks. thank
3: you. Um, since I'm an adult that was just told to shut up, I don't even know.
2: <laughs> All
3: I would just say is that que- I'm going to plug Queerest Book, a uh, Queerest Book Club ever. It's for ten and up. We work on youth literature or read youth literature and try. Um, families are welcome, allies are welcome. We meet the second Tuesday of every month at King's Books. And second Monday. Second Monday, thank you, of um, the month, and it's in partnership with King's Book. We couldn't do it without them. And Mm -hmm. uh, What time is it on Monday? 7 to 8.30. Cool. Oh, yeah. And And we have been, in the past, um, we have Skyped with authors. And nice. we have, um, we're going to be um, chatting with an author um, mm-hmm. that we read previously this upcoming book club. So yep. nice. we're going to take a break in December and then we'll start back up in January. Awesome. Because um, December well, is nutty. Another book is
2: Symptoms of Being Human. It's about a um, gender fluid um, person who goes... Kind of like viral, but not. I'm. I don't want to say too much. Cool. But it's don't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. <laughs> it's a really great book, and I cried really hard a lot. Um, cool. In both of the Those two the books that ones. I signed. So yeah, go read three books and join a book club. So there's four homeworks for you guys. Awesome.
1: Nice. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so we much. Really thank you for you me. So for coming Lisa, thank back. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Interchangeable White Ladies podcast is reading a book. A book. We're going to read uh, White Fragility. <laughs> by Robin DiAngelo. Please pick up your copy at King's Book yep. or your favorite local bookstore.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, get it soon because you need to read it by the end of November. Otherwise, you're going to fail this assignment. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. Post comments online. Yep.
1: Use the hashtag #ReadLessBasic. Basic. Bye. Bye. And please support Channel 253 with a monthly or annual membership at Channel253.com. <laughs>
2: turn 35, turn 35 totally quick so you can
1: situation. become president you. okay
2: <laughs> you know i will all
0: right <laughs> I'm I'm so on like on you. we
2: could get her a fake id With right the ACLU. yeah right mm-hmm. oh my god
0: interchangeable white ladies podcast is sponsored by alaska airlines we, we fly, fly alaska. alaska book your next flight on alaskaair.com
2: this is channel 253